You work hard. Switching to Metro isn't. This holiday, there's zero fees to switch. Right now, get high-speed data for just 25 bucks a line for four lines. That's Metro's lowest price, period. Plus, get four free Samsung Galaxy phones when you switch. Metro by T-Mobile, empowering you to rule your holiday. Plus device sales tax with eligible port in a no T-Mobile service in past 180 days. One phone per line while supplies last. If new line deactivates, all lines lose four-line promo rate. Additional terms apply. Limited time offer. See Metro by T-Mobile.com. Just shout out. He's a great God. He's a great God. And as the worship team reminded us, he's able to do just what he said you would do. Listen, I'm excited this morning. I want you to get your Bibles. We are going to the hymn book of the Bible, Psalm. Psalm chapter 61. One of my favorite portions of scripture. One of my favorite uh, verses in the Bible. Psalm, Psalm chapter 61 Uh, beginning at verse 1, and we're going to read verse 1 and 2. This is a psalm of David written by David. Uh, David did not write all of the psalms, uh, but he is the psalmist because he's the pattern maker. And so this is one of those that he himself penned. It says, beginning at verse 1, here begins the reading of God's holy word. Hear my cry, O God. Attend unto my prayer. From the end of the earth, Will I cry unto thee when my heart is overwhelmed? Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Let's read that again. Hear my cry, O God. Attend unto my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee when my heart is overwhelmed. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. I want to speak to you for a few moments uh, this morning from the subject, overwhelmed, but not overcome. Overwhelmed, but not overcome. If you're in a room with somebody, I want you to point them, don't touch them, just point to them and tell them. If you're by yourself, put your finger in your own chest and tell them, overwhelmed, but not overcome. All right. Father, bless this word and charge with your power. Anoint your servant to speak, anoint your people to hear. More than anything, we pray that at the end of our time together, your people will be encouraged and reminded that you indeed are their God and you're fighting for us all. Bless us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so here here we have a Psalm of David. Scholars are not sure when he wrote the Psalm as far as chronology, but we are sure that the timing of this Psalm was a time when David was in trouble. Most scholars believe he wrote it when he was running from Absalom. But whenever it was, what comforts me about this psalm, before I even begin to exegete it and get into the specifics of it, what comforts me is that David, King David, chosen of God, man after God's own heart, had to endure difficult times. Sometimes we, we believe or we've been told or taught that when you get saved, all of your problems end. Can I tell you something? That is not the truth. David models for us that you can be a believer. You can be God's chosen. You can be a man after God's heart. You can be a worshiper. You can be a warrior and you still have to deal with issues. And in this psalm, David is obviously uh, distraught. He's obviously 
going through something that, that has him despondent, uh, uh, de almost defeated, and depressed. Because when you read the psalm, you, you, can, you can sense and you can feel uh, his angst. You can feel that the man is, is in a difficult place. And he begins, he says, hear my cry, O God. Hear my cry, O God. Hear, he, it's almost like he is, he is reaching out saying, God, I need you. I need you to attend unto my prayer. And, and, and the first point to, to today, today is that uh, the first point is attention, that, that, that there are times when you need God's attention. D David says, pay attention to me. Pay, I, I need you to pay attention to me. Where I am right now is a difficult place, and I need you to pay attention. And so many of us across this city, across this nation, even, yea, around the world, are, are, are calling out to God, crying out to God, hear me, hear me. Pay attention to me. So, so the first thing I want you to know is, 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 that, is that you don't even have to cry like that. You don't have to be concerned that God doesn't know where you are. God pays attention to you. The Bible says his ear is inclined. I love that picture, that word picture. His ear is inclined to us. God is paying you attention. Ah. You might be locked up in your home. You might be in your apartment somewhere. You, you might be working at the job right now. But I want you to know that God is paying you attention. Hear my cry, O Lord. Attend unto my prayer. I need your attention. What, what I love about this is that when you understand that God is paying you attention, here it is, he knows where you are. Oh, my brother and my sister, what, what comforting words, what an what a encouraging thought to know that God knows where you are. You have his attention. You have his attention. Even as you're crying out in your despair, you have his attention. Even as you're trying to, 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 to communicate to him uh, 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 what you're feeling, you're crying out in prayer, you're crying out and, 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 and giving to him your needs. But you have his attention. God knows where he knows who you are. He knows who you are. He knows the fact about all that's going on inside of you. He knows who you are. He, he is listening to you. He is inclined to you. He, he is concerned about you. You know, one of the best things to have happen is to know that people are concerned about you. In through these few few weeks, I, all of us have been receiving phone calls. Some of them have been depressing because some of them are calling to tell you so-and-so is sick, so-and-so has the virus, so-and-so is in the hospital. Some of us have received calls, so-and-so has died or passed on. But the best calls are when someone calls to say, hey, hey, I'm just calling to check on you. I'm, I'm just calling because I know you and I'm concerned about you. I'm calling to check on you. And let me encourage you, uh, make as many of those calls as you can. When the Lord drops someone in your spirit, that's because he wants you to reach out to them. Don't dismiss that. When, when somebody's name comes in your thoughts, don't dismiss that. Take the phone, call them, text them, because it lets people know I matter. 
And, 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 and as great as it is to matter to people, you know, uh, we don't have everybody's attention. Certainly, uh, the, some of our political leaders, I, I won't call any names, but, but, but they don't pay you no attention. They don't pay you no attention. Uh, you, you know, we, we do know that they come around during, during election time, but, but other than that, they don't pay you attention. But, but here is what I want you to know. God is paying attention to you right now, right where you are. Right now, right where you are, listen to me. God is paying attention to you. He knows who you are. Listen to that. God knows you. Not only does he know who you are, not only is he paying attention to your cry and to your prayer, not only is he uh, giving attention to your needs, but the second thing David says, he says, from the end of the earth will I cry unto thee when my heart is overwhelmed. Listen to this man who knows God. He has walked with God from a youth. He has seen God do things for him over and over again. And notice, in the midst of this difficult time of his life, in the midst of the struggle that he is going through, he does not run from God, he runs to God. So many of us, so many of us, when trouble comes, we run from God, we run to the bottle, we run to this, we run to that. But you, you have to understand that when trouble comes, that is the time you have to run to God. And here's the thing. He says, Lord, I am physically far from you. I love this, this verse. He says, from the end of the earth will I cry unto you. That, that's a, a metaphor to say, because see, for the Jews, for the Jews, getting to the temple, getting to the house of God was a big thing. For, for David, for David, who understood the, the, the power and the importance of being in the presence of God. We know David established the tabernacle of David, which contained the, the, the Ark of the Covenant. And David would go there and pray and worship. And he's saying, I am far from the tabernacle, from the end of the earth. I, I'm used to God to come into your house. Lord knows we understand that right now. Give me a shot of the empty of this of the church, the empty church. We understand that on this day at this time we would be in these seats. We would be filling up this place. We would have all of us gathered in from the front to the back. The church would be crowded and, and we'd be glad to see each other and never did we think there'd come a day where we would not be able to gather on the Lord's day. Never did we think that, that we'd, we'd have to be at home watching the service on our phones, on our computers, on our iPad, on our laptop. Never did we think, but look at that. We are here today. That, that's why, that's why uh, David says, from the end of the earth, I can't get to your house. I can't get to the place I normally come to to commune with you. I can't get to where I am used to being in your presence. I can't get to your house. But even when I can't get to your house physically, I can get to your house in praise and I can get to your house in prayer. Oh, somebody say hallelujah. Even though I can't get to your house physically, I can still get to you. I can get to you in praise and I can get to you in prayer. And here's what David says. You know my location. You know that if I could get to church, I would. You know that if I could get to your house, I would. I'm, I'm cut off. I'm cut off. I'm away from your house. From the end of the earth, 
I'm, I can't get to where I normally come to, but while I'm away from your house, while I'm a quarantine from your house, I will still cry out to you. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. My location does not break up my connection. Oh, that's God right there. My location, your location, does not disconnect your connection from God. The God we serve is the God of the mountains, but he's also the God of the valley. He's the God of the sea. He's the God of the wind. He's the God of the north, the south, the east, and the west. Wherever you are, wherever you are, God is still your God. David said in Psalm 139, he said, whither shall I go from your presence, and where shall I go from you? He says, if I ascend into the heavens, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. David says, he says, the darkness can't hide me from you, because the darkness and the light are the same to you. You see as well in the darkness as we do in the light. David says, what, what brings me joy is knowing that wherever I am located, wherever I am, you who are in your home right now, you who are in your apartment, you who are at your job, you might be in your car driving, wherever you are, your location does not interfere with your connection with your God. Oh, my Lord. Do you understand God can find you wherever you are? that God can find you, that God, God is able to find you wherever you are. Now, listen to me, listen to me, lean in. For the sinner, this can be terrifying. T -t to know that you can't hide from God, that, 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 that what you did in the dark, God saw. What, what you did undercover, God saw. What, what you tried to, 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 to hide, God saw, because God sees it all. He knows your location. He knows where you are and what you're doing. But for the believer, oh my goodness, this is comforting. It means that if, if you're in a sick bed right now, God knows your location. He knows where you are. He not only, he not only is, is, is concerned about knowing who you are as far as attention, but he knows your location. You, you, you can't hide from God. And for the believer, that's comforting. For the believer, it lets us know that even in the midst of this virus, God knows where I am. He knows, he knows I would love to be in his house, but he's with me in my apartment. He's with you on that sofa. He's with you in the bedroom. He's with you in the kitchen, wherever you are. He's with you at your desk, at your job, wherever you are. Your location does not break up your connection with your God. The thing we love about God, listen to me, listen to me, one of the incommunicable attributes of God is that he is omnipresent. He is everywhere. He is everywhere. And he is with you even while you are by yourself. He's with you even while you're quarantined. He is with you. David says, from the ends of the earth will I cry unto thee when my heart is overwhelmed. One of the other meanings that I take from, from this text is not only the location, but, but almost David is saying, when I'm at my wit's end, oh my goodness. Some of us right now, we feel at wit's end. That, that, I, I love that metaphor. It means, it means I'm, I'm at the point where I'm just hanging on by my teeth. Some, some of us, 
some of us are, are going through some real difficult moments in this. Here's why. Here's why. Listen to me. Because we are going through a traumatic time. All of us. I've been telling my members, I've been telling my leaders, I've been telling pastors all over the country that, that we are all in trauma. We're all suffering from PTSD. We're dealing with a traumatic time in our city, our nation, and the world. Because normally, if you're going through trauma or going through something difficult, you can do something to get away from it for a little while. But there ain't nowhere to go. Ain't nowhere to go. You can't go. You can't hop on a plane and go to the Caribbean. They won't let us come in. You, 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 you can't get in a plane and, and, and go here or go there. You, you, you got to stay in your house. There, there's nowhere to go to get a release. We are being traumatized by this thing. And so, so my interpretation of this is David saying, I am at my wit's end. I don't know what else to do. But I got good news for you. We, we have been taught by, by the scripture. We've been taught by Jehoshaphat who said, when I don't know what to do, my eyes are on you. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Take your eyes off of the television. Take your eyes off of what's coming out of the briefing room of the White House. Lord knows, don't watch that foolishness. Take your eyes off of all of the other stuff and turn your eyes to Jesus. So I say, how do I do that? It means open your Bible. Open your Bible. Go to the Gospels. Read about Let, let him soak your soul and saturate you with his presence and with his, his calmness, because understand something, as, as, as the scripture was read by, by our worship leader this morning, he wants to give us peace. So, so, so not only do we have God's attention, God also knows our location. And finally, finally, David says, he says, from the end of the earth will I cry unto thee when my heart is overwhelmed. When my heart is overwhelmed, he says, here's what I need you to do. I need you to lead me to the rock that's higher than I. Here, here's it. I, 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 we have his attention. He knows our location. But here's the best part. He can give us direction. Oh, my goodness. The direction means he knows the way we ought to go. He knows the way we ought to take. He, and, and now listen to me very carefully. Listen to me very carefully. God knows better than we do. One of the things I'm, I often say uh, to myself and to my children is, is, is we have to understand that God knows better than us. That's why Isaiah tells us his ways are not our ways, his thoughts are not our thoughts, because, because he doesn't think like us and we don't think like him and he thinks better than us. As a matter of fact, I want to remind you of this simple premise. Who is more likely to mess up your life, you or God? Oh, let me ask that again. Who is more likely to make a mess of your life? And for some of you who have made messes of your life, you know th that, that there were times where you could have taken God's way or your way and you took your way and it messed you up. Because, because listen, my brother and my sister, you, you need to be sure of this. God will not mess your life up. And so David says, because I understand that when I'm overwhelmed, when I'm, when I'm feeling uh, uh, depressed, when, I'm, when, when the, the, the cares of life are almost too much for me, I know I can't find my way. So what do I need you to do? I need you to lead me. I need you to lead 
me. I need you, Lord, to lead me because I can't lead myself. Now, for those of you who are filled with pride, this offends you. It offends you because I am my own man. I am my own woman. I'm self-made. I made myself. I don't know. You don't know what to do. You need God to lead you. Can I ask you a question? Who has the final say in your life? Who has the final say in your decision? Who has the final say? And you have to understand that, 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 that that's what David is saying. I'm away from the house of God, but I'm confident where I am that you will still lead me right. He said, my heart is overwhelmed. And because my heart is overwhelmed, I can't trust myself. Oh, Lord Jesus. That's a shouting point right there. Most of us know that when, when, when your heart is overwhelmed, when you're depressed, when you're down in the dumps, it is hard to trust yourself. That's why you have to have the Lord to be there with you. David says, I'm overwhelmed. I can't trust my own decisions. I need you to lead me. T -t Today, I want to say to you, I'm, I'm getting ready to close in a minute, but I want you to know that, that, that even through this pandemic, God is still leading. Now, 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 you must make sure that you're listening. You must make sure that you're listening so that you can hear him as he leaves. He's going to tell you what to do. He's going to tell you how to move. God is going to lead us, and he never, listen to me, he never leads us wrong. The God that we serve always, always will lead us right. Here's why. Because first of all, he, he not only is omnipresent, which means he's everywhere, he's omniscient, which means he knows all things. He knows the beginning from the end. He, 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 he knows the alpha and the omega. And he knows where you started. He knows where you're going to end. And right now, in the middle of it, he knows what you need to do. And listen to me, he knows your next step. So, so, so what I'm saying to you is that you need to trust God and to understand that even though I might be overwhelmed, I'm not overcome. Now, I'm not overcome by the cares of this world. I'm not overcome by the concerns of, of, of the media. I'm not overcome by, by, by all of the foolishness that's going on. I'm not overcome by this virus and by this, this thing that is, that, that is affecting all of us. I might be overwhelmed, but I'm not overcome. Why? Why? Because I serve a God. I serve a God who is who is greater than this. I serve a God who is greater than my crisis. I serve a God who is greater than my problems. I serve a God who is greater than corona. So, 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 so I, I came to tell you in these last few minutes, you might feel overwhelmed, but you are not overcome. You know why you're not overcome? Because we have a God that is able to do for us Better and more than we can do for ourselves. So, so I want you to understand, no, no matter what comes your way, I'm not overcome. No matter what life sends your way, I'm not overcome. No matter how things look today, I am not overcome. Why? Because, and here's the final point, I, I want you, when my heart is overwhelmed, to lead me to the rock. Oh, my Lord. Lead me to the rock. That is higher than I. David says, I understand that through all of this, my mind is clouded. My spirit is messed up. But I know that you are the God that can not only lead me, you can lead me right. And when you lead me, you're going to lead me to the rock. 
Notice, the rock that is higher than I. Because in order to survive where you are, you got to come up higher. <laughs> in order to survive what we're going through, you got to come up higher. Your thinking has got to come up higher. Your faith has got to come up higher. Your confidence has got to come up higher. Your praise has got to come up higher. Your prayer has got to come up higher. Your worship has got to come up higher. If you're going to make it out of this, you got to go higher. Somebody right where you are, shout higher. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Oh, God, I feel something right now. I want you to understand you can't make it staying on the same level. You're not going to survive on the same level. Listen, what we are encountering today is something we've never encountered before. It's never happened in a hundred years, this level of pandemic. And if you're not careful, you're going to try to operate on a regular basis. No, you got to come up higher. Somebody say higher. You got to come up higher in understanding you are not going to survive it on your own, where you are. You got to go to the rock. Where do I go when the storms of life are threatening? Who do I turn to when the winds of trouble blow? Is there a refuge in the time of tribulation? I go to the rock. I know he's able. I go to the rock. And I got to say this, the rock is Christ Jesus. You can't go to, to, to other things. They will not do what Jesus can do. I need a saint somewhere. I want to hear you. Shout Jesus. Yeah. I'm going to go to the rock. I'm going to go to the rock. I got to go higher if I'm going to make it. I got to come up higher if I'm going to make it. I got to come higher if I'm going to survive this thing. I got to go higher if I'm going to thrive in this. Oh, my God. I want you to understand that my word to you from the word of God is you got to go higher because when you go higher, Jesus is a rock in a weary land. He's the shelter in the time of storm. Ah, the, the hymn writer said, the Lord's my rock. In him we hide a shelter in the time of storm. Secure whatever hell betide. He's a shelter in the time of storm. Say it with me. Oh, Jesus is a rock in a weary land. A weary land. A weary land. Jesus is a rock in a weary land. He's a shelter in the time of storm. We need shelter. We need help. What we're going through is unprecedented. We're in uncharted waters. But I want you to know God knows the way through the storm. God knows the way in the maze. Don't get lost believing in your own self. Don't get lost leading your own self. Ah, let him lead you. Let him guide you. Let him help you. Let him take you higher. Let him bring you higher and come up higher in your own praise. Come up higher with your worship. Come up higher in your prayer. Don't stay down in the dumps. Somebody come higher. Because if you go higher, he'll meet you. If you go higher, he'll grab you. If you go higher, 
He'll sustain you. Yeah. Lead me to the rock that is higher. Higher than that. Okay, I, I, didn't, I, I didn't mean to go there. I was, I was trying to stay seated and stay calm. And, uh, but this word is critical to you right now. You might be overwhelmed, but you're not overcome. Why? Because God is paying attention to you. Because God knows your location. And because God is giving you direction. Listen, now, listen, listen, listen. If he leads, you must follow. See, God's not going to make you. He's not going to make you. He's not going to twist your arm to this. David said, you don't have to force me. All you have to do is lead me. I've already settled who's on the throne of my life. See, that's the problem. See, 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 crisis reveals who's on the throne of your life. Because whoever is on the throne of your life, that's the voice you listen to. Oh, God, I just said something. Whoever is on the throne of your life, whoever is, is running your life, if you're running your life, you're listening to your own voice. If the media or, 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 or an athlete or an entertainer is running your life, that's the voice you listen to. But you need to listen to the voice of God. Your life is determined by the choices and the, that you make and the direction that you take. God will lead you right. He'll bring you out of this. He really will. He really will. He really, really will. You might be overwhelmed, but you do not have to be overcome if you let him lead you. And if you follow where he leads me, I will follow. I'll go with him all the way. Listen, as I prepare to close today, I want you to know that we are in a pressure-filled time. The release for your pressure is your understanding that we serve a God who's paying attention to you, who's aware of your location, and who's giving us direction. Follow him and know that he will take us where we need to go. Oh, Jesus is a rock in a weary land. A weary land. A weary land. Our Jesus is the rock in a weary land. He is a shelter in the time of storm. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Jesus is a rock in the weary land, a weary land, a weary land, oh, Jesus is a rock in the weary land, a shelter in the time of storm. Sing it with me one more time, wherever you are, come on, join us. Oh, Jesus is a rock in a weary 
Father, I've given them your word, shared with them what you gave me this week, the manna from heaven, the word for the week to help us navigate through the crisis. Thank you, Lord, that even when we are overwhelmed, we're not overcome because we have you. And you are aware of where we are. You're paying us attention and certainly you're guiding us to where we need to go, to higher ground. Bless everyone who has tuned in. Let the word that I have spoken saturate their spirit. Let it sink deep into their psyche. Let it be a constant reminder that we might be overwhelmed, but we are not overcome. Now, Lord, bless us this week. We're going into a week that we've never experienced before. We don't know what's coming tomorrow, Monday. We don't know what's coming Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. We don't know. So, so we are looking to you. We don't know what else to do. We are looking to you. You are on the throne of our life. And because you are on the throne of our life, we're listening to you and we need you this week. Lord, uh, uh, we are praying even right now that as we enter into this new week, you will keep us, you will help us, you will hold us up. Father, I pray for everyone who's listening right now who is not a believer, who has not uh, surrendered their life to you. They, they are overwhelmed, but they are also overcome. But Lord, I pray that if they're listening right now, that in this moment, they will accept you as their Lord and Savior. That in this moment, they will say, I'm one of those that Bishop was talking about. I sit on the throne of my own life, and I've made a mess of my life. I have not made good decisions. When I look back over my life, so many things that I could have done differently, I did not because I trusted in myself. This is my moment. This is your moment to, to make a switch, to, to get off the throne of your life and let the Lord sit on there. He will not lead you wrong. Wherever you are listening to me in the midst of this prayer, I pray that you will accept Jesus Christ as your Savior. You might not understand fully what that means. Here's the, the main point. Get off the throne of your life and let him sit on it. If he does, you might be overwhelmed, but you will never be overcome. Fa Father, I pray right now for those that are accepting you this moment across this city across this nation, who might be listening wherever they are in the world. I thank you for them and I pray that you will seal them right now in the kingdom of God. Bless your people. Allow us, oh God, to be able to thrive this week. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, beloved, listen, I've given you all I have. I want you to know that that God is with us. Again, he's paying attention to you. He knows your location. He's going to give us direction. Listen, if you accepted the Lord today or if you want more information about walking with the Lord, please reach out to us and we'll, we'll get back to you. Reach out to us on the website. Uh, reach out to us on Facebook. However you want to do it, we'll get back to you because we are concerned about you. We want you to know 
Your passion has always been food, the making of it, the marketing of it. You'd love to enhance your career and work on emerging trends, developing new products and influencing the type of food we'll be eating in the future. Now the Board Bia MSc in Insights and Innovation program at DCU Business School offers you that chance. Combining a free master's program with paid work placement in Board Bia companies, you will make innovation part of the future of the Irish food and drinks industry. Apply by May 29th. For details, contact Board Bia at dcu.ie